Today's Shmuz is going to be about the objective of Yeshiva as it pertains to the future. Future meaning post-Yeshiva. When you are in Yeshiva, it does make sense, it's a good idea. You should be thinking about after Yeshiva. What's going to happen? Because the purpose of yeshiva is not just when you are in the yeshiva. The purpose is what happens when you leave in the yeshiva. So it's appropriate while you're in yeshiva to focus on the future. That way, you'll know what to work on while you're in yeshiva. So let's begin with, with a question question is like this, what are the biggest brachas, the biggest blessings that a person should wish themselves, pray for, what are the biggest blessings? Peace. Now, th- there are many answers to this question, especially when you have a Jewish audience. <laughs> such a question, we're not going to get anywhere with such a question. But uh, there are certain obvious blessings that everyone knows. Of course, health, life, Parnassah. There are many blessings that we need, that we want, that we pray. But, but these blessings for life, health, Parnassah, these are blessings that we actually ask for. Every day, more than once, we actually yeah, we verbalize it. When we talk to Hashem, we say what we want. We speak about health and about Palnasa and so on. So these are necessities and blessings that we, we deal with. But in addition to those blessings, what are the other blessings? What are the things a person should pray for and wish themselves to have? So we're going to focus now on two blessings, which are probably the most important ones in life. And these two blessings are, one is nachas, from children. That's one blessing. The other blessing is shalom vayas. Peace at home, shalom vayas. Nachas and shalom vayas. When a person goes through life, and in life there are, there are many challenges. That's the way Hashem made it. No one goes through life with an easy pass. In upstairs, in, in the computer upstairs, they don't give out easy passes. Upstairs, they give you passes that you have to pay for, you have to work for. No one has a smooth life. Everyone in life has challenges and difficulties. But the worst difficulties a person could have, chas v'shom, chas v'shom, is a lack of nachas from children. That's so painful, an inner pain that can't be described. And the opposite, the joy of having nachas is a joy you can't describe either. It's probably the deepest joy or the opposite, chas v'shom, the deepest pain. You know, money, more money, less money, even challenges in money, it's a problem, it's a serious problem. 
but to a large extent, that's external. What really digs deep inside the neshama, inside the person, is nachas from children. That's what really counts. When a person is retired, he finished his career, he's now retired, and he looks back at his life, what really counts? What really counts is what's with the, what's with the children. That's what counts. Nebach, it happens so often. Well, people have children, they grow up. Okay, if, if, you're, if you're Jewish, you spend money for chinuch, for your children. You know, years ago, people made a calculation. You probably spend $1 million per child, you know, from the whole education and wedding and everything. I mean, it's a big expense. But then you have a 16-year-old boy, a 16-year-old girl that says, I hate you, Tati, and they run away from the house and there's a bad relationship between the parent and the child. It's so heartbreaking. So when the child is born, what happens? Mazel tov, mazel tov, a simcha, a big simcha. One second, what's the simcha over here? Excuse me, what's the simcha? Like you're assuming you're gonna have nachas from your child? That's what you're assuming? I could tell you, unfortunately, I know many people that don't have nachas. And when the child is 16 years old or 20, they look back and they think, why did I have this child for? Chas v'shalom. exactly. That's what they think. Some even say it. It's even another chas v'shalom. It's bad enough you think that way. It's a tragedy. So a child is born, it's simcha. Maybe you should have a 50% simcha. 50% because there's a 50% chance of minachas, okay? So you should dance 50 and cry 50. You know, what's, what's, what's the big joy? And when it comes to shalom bayis, shalom bayis is a major issue in life. It's a major issue in life. <laughs> In the outside world, in the non-Jewish world, the divorce rate is what? 50%? It's terrible. That means that one out of every two marriages, kaput, it's over. That's one out of every two. And those that, the 50% that remain married, half of them are fighting the whole time. So that leaves you how much? How much is left? You only have 25% that have a half-decent, half-decent marriage. Some have a very good marriage, but you know. So, so and Bais is such a big problem. I mean, it's the same question. You know, you spend money for a wedding. You spend how much? 30, 40,000, whatever you're spending. That's, that's the worst investment you could do. No business would, 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 would do such a thing. 50% investment. Who's going to invest 50%, $50,000 investment where there's a 50% chance of failure? No one, no one in their right mind does that. And yet people get married, they spend money. Sometimes you tell your parents to spend money, it's their problem. Okay. Sometimes people spend their own money. What kind of Mr. Gas is this? Well, well, what do you think you're doing? Now, by the former people, the former people, the marriages are there's no 50% I don't know what the percentage is let's say it's 10% more or less probably less than 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10% 10%
okay? So 90% marriages will probably stay. But out of those 90% marriages, how many marriages are happy marriages? There are many, many problems in marriages amongst former people also, serious problems. Sometimes more serious, sometimes less serious. But, but the concept of, of marriage, shalom bias, is a very, is a major issue. So when a person goes through life and you have a broch of nachas and you have a broch of shalom bias, those are huge brachas, those are tremendous brachas, probably the biggest brachas you can ask for. So if that's the case, what do you do to get those brachas? So number one, daven to Hashem. Daven to Hashem. And you don't have to daven when you go out on Shidduchim and start davening then. You're allowed to start davening earlier. It's okay. You don't have to start doing that. Nachas for children, what children? I'm not even married. Right. But what are you doing in this world? Why are you in this world? Think about that. Why are you in this world? The truth is, you're in this world. Why are you in this world for? So the easy answer is, right? We all know that. Another easy answer is, it's all true. It's all true. But do you know what Hashem says to Avram Avinu? Hashem says to Avram Avinu, I love you. That's what Hashem says. I love Avram Avinu. Then Hashem says, why? Why? So Hashem says, not because of Achnos Zoichim. Avram Avinu is Achnos Zoichim. You can't beat that. Achnos Having guest. Kvaldik. Tremendous. Not that. Maybe because he's the one that uh, loves Hashem so much, right? Ava, he's Ava Hashem, not that. It's because he's going to educate his children in the path of Hashem. That's why Hashem loves Avram Avinu. So what are we doing in this world? Hashem puts an Hashem into this world. We are here in this world not for ourselves. We are here that when the time comes, with the help of Hashem, we get married. And then we bring up a generation of serving Hashem. That's why we are here in this world. You know, in the letter, the letter writes to the Chassan and Kawar, which they read under the Chuppah. You know what it says in that letter? In the Baruch the Rebbe gives, the Rebbe, the Rebbe speaks about you should you should have a binyan adayat. In English, when they translate it, they say an everlasting edifice. I think that's how they translate it. What's I don't know. <laughs> it sounds good. It's a bias. A house. So, uh, when, when, you, when you're under the chuppah, you're under the chuppah, you're getting married, so, what are the thoughts of the chosen and the kala? What are they thinking about? They're probably thinking about each other, right? But in the Rebbe's letter, the Rebbe's letter, the Rebbe speaks about binyan adiyat. That's what marriage is about. You're building a binyan adiyat, an everlasting edifice for Hashem. That's what it is. So, the message to the chosen and kala is, you're not here for yourself or yourselves even, you're here to bring up a, a, a mitzchis, an eternity 
of the house of Hashem. So, when you're in yeshiva, uh, some of you are not, you're not thinking about shiduchim yet. You have plenty of time. So don't think about shiduchim, but think about why you're here in this world. That you're supposed to think about. And the reason it's so important is because if you know what life is about, if you know why you're alive, why the neshama comes down, then the time to prepare for that is while you are in yeshiva. That's the best time to prepare for this. For what? For shalom bayis and for hatzlacha in chinuch. It's the best time to prepare while you're in yeshiva. Now, there's something called inisarusa de la'ela attack. Anyone know what that is? It's a certain condition. It's called isarusa de la'ela attack. You know what that means? I'll tell you what that means. One day you wake up in the morning and out of nowhere, you wake up with this urge, I want to... I want to be better. I want to get close to Hashem. I want to, I want to. You're so motivated. You're so excited. And you don't even know why. But what happened? Did that ever happen to anyone? Anyone ever got hit by Jesus Lelo attack? Did it happen to anyone? No, it happened to no one. Oh, it did happen. Okay. Whoever it happened to, please raise your hand. Okay, pretty impressive. Okay. It's a normal... Or Bale Tshuva. Okay. Okay, now, this is a normal thing. This is normal that people get hit. This is Layla, this Layla. Out of nowhere, they have the search to be better. It's not every day that it doesn't happen every day, but it happens by some people more often, by some people less often. And when you get this attack, it could last shorter, it could last longer. So, what do you do when you get this Jesus to Layla attack? What are you supposed to do? So, let me tell you what they used to do, Bisman. When there's a base of Migdosh, and he wakes up one morning with this, he wants to get close to Hashem. You know what he does? He brings a korban to Hashem. He brings a sacrifice to Hashem. Korban to Hashem. If you're close by to Yerushalayim, you bring, if you're further away, then you separate, okay, this one, next time, three times a year. You go to the base of Mikdash, I'll take this along. You're so excited, I'm going to make a Colvin to get closer to Hashem. Colvin is from the word Kirov, you get closer to Hashem. You're so excited. Or, or, and when there's no base of Mikdash, or, give tzedakah. Give more tzedakah. Or, nowadays when there's no base of Mikdash, you get this Layla, I'm going to dive in better today. I'm going to learn more Torah. I'll do something better. People come up with all great ideas. But let me tell you one idea which many people don't come up with. You have any Sus Layla attack? And you're married. And what you don't say is, I'm going to have more Shalom bias. That most people don't say. Tzedakah, yes. Torah, yes. Davening, yes. Almost every, Avas Yisrael, yes. Almost anything, except for one thing. What about Shalom Bayis? That usually is not part of the agenda. That's not part of the discussion. Why not? Shalom Bayis is the most important part of Avoidus Hashem. 
the most important part of Hashem is Shalom Bayis. And number two, the most important part of Hashem is Chinuch of children. The most important, these are the two most important parts of Hashem. So why is it when you get the Isus Duliela, you think about davening, that's great. That's a good idea. But why don't you think about Shalom Bayis? Why don't you think about Chinuch? A person has a birthday, a time for achlotus, making decisions, resolutions. You know, I mean, I, I get these calls very often. You know, people that were now in yeshiva or out of yeshiva 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 20 years ago. You know, some people are, you know, uh, our grandparents already, you know. So they call me up. I get this call very often, you know. Okay, achlotus, my birthday is coming up. What should be my achlotus? What I usually say is... Give me three options. Give me three options. Then we'll discuss the three. So the options end up being something like uh, learning, learning, nigla, different things. Very often I say, you know what? You forgot the main point. Shalom bias. Yeah, increasing your shalom bias. Well, Rabbi, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's another discussion. <laughs> okay. Chinuch. Chinuch. You have a birthday. You want to make a chlota? You'll daven better. That's great. What about chinuch? Chinuch is the most important part of Eitz Hashem. Shalom Bais is the most important part of Eitz Hashem. Someone once asked me, Rabbi, how do you know that? Who told you? Who told you Shalom Bais was the important part? So, so this is something which the Rambam passes this way. The Torah was given to make shalom in the world. And how, and how do we know that? We have different sources. But the, but the classical example is from, from Mesoita, where the Torah says, take the, the words of the Torah, the word of Hashem, erase it, put it in that water, and she drinks it. Why? Because the whole Torah was given which now Chanukah is coming up. It's in Hilchus Chanukah, the Rambam says that. That's where he mentions it. The whole Torah was given last year Shalom Ba'ilam. So Shalom Ba'is is not a Vodas Hashem? Then there's another thing. We all know that for Hafta, L'Reyacha, Kamoicha, is Klal, Godel, Batayra. It's a Klal, Godel, Batayra. We know that in Tanya, which parak speaks about Avas Yisrael? So we all know it's parak Leif, because that's the Leif of Chassidus, the Leif of Tanya, is Avas Yisrael. So there are people that excel in Avas Yisrael. What does it mean to excel? They actually spend time, money, effort in helping other people. They take, help, they take it serious. They take Avas Yisrael serious. But sometimes these people that take Avas Yisrael serious they forget about one thing. It happens to be that your wife is also a Jew. She's also Jewish. So Yisrael doesn't apply to her. Some people with their own five, their own wife, you know, their own spouse, not so much Avas Yisrael. You just called her a dirty name. Come on, what, what kind of Avas Yisrael is that? You made her feel bad. Well, where's the Avas Yisrael? Nah, it doesn't apply to my wife. It applies to Yanko in the street. It applies to everyone else except for one person. That's my wife. What kind of Abbas's soul is that? 
Maybe the main Amos Yisrael is Dafke in your house. Maybe that's the main Amos Yisrael. <coughs> and the same thing is true about children. About children. And this is, this is a delicate topic when it comes to children. And when it comes to children, you would think, you would imagine, it's natural for parents to love children, which is true. It's natural. It's a teva. It's true. What's not so apparent is that very often the love parents have to children is not a focus about the children, it's a focus about themselves. That happens very often, and, and it could be destructive in education. There's something, while we're on this topic of education, there's something that uh, I noticed in El Tisrael and in America, I noticed this a lot of times, uh, educators, big educators, successful educators, in schools, those educators where people consult with them, even from other places, good educators, surprisingly, with their own children, with their own children, very often they fail. Very successful in school and education. They know the techniques. They know the philosophy. They know everything. And they succeed. But with one exception, not for their own children. Sometimes. Often that happens. I've seen it a lot of times. So what's going on over here? So one of the answers is, and probably the main answer is, that when parents love their children, it's natural, but very often that love has to do with themselves, not about the child. I'll tell you what I mean. We're speaking about nachas. What does nachas mean? What does nachas mean? It's hard to describe nachas. that word. What does nachas mean? Nachas. Nachas, right? right? That's the best right. translation, right? Nachas, right? Huh? Proud of your child. Proud, right, right, right. Proud, okay, right, right. Some parents, let me take maybe an extreme. Some parents have a low self-esteem. They, they, they have children, and their self-esteem gets a boost. It goes up a couple notches. It's helpful. It helps much more than some pills. You know, children, you know. Then the child grows up, and ah, they're proud of their children. They could even show off to the neighbors and to the friends and to the, to the relatives and to the grandpa. Oh, look at Yanko. Look, look at him. Look at her. So, so, so cute. So beautiful. So cute. But the cute age stops at a certain point. At a certain point, it turns from cute to brats. There's different shyness. Depends <laughs> which language you speak, right? No, but, 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 but things change, right? And it could reach a certain point where you're not giving me pride. You know, Jewish mothers, uh, well, I don't know if it's a joke or serious, you know, they enjoy saying, my, my son, the doctor. Just like the biggest <laughs> nachas you can have, at least in America. My son, the lawyer, that, that's already competing, you know. That's how two women argue. My son, the doctor, my son, the lawyer. Who's, which is a high madrega? But what happens if, if your child is not a doctor, 
Not, none of that. He started to become a plumber now, but Chachman is a tragedy. <laughs> a plumber, that's what he is. He's just a rabbi. Okay. <laughs> so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden there's no pride, there's nothing. So, so what happens to the relationship? And this is not, this is when the child is younger also. So the parents very often thinks about themselves, not about the child. That could be destructive. Now, what we just discussed now is more an introduction. Our goal is how can yeshiva life, the yeshiva experience, help you out in the future as far as Shalom Bayez goes and Chinuch? Now I was giving you more an introduction to this topic. And the main thing is that Hashem should help that when the time comes, we should all have good shiduchim, and those who already reached that stage should be better and better. We should have good shiduchim. And when the time comes in this children, there should be a lot of nachas, and we should have all the brachos, the gashmis, the beruchnis. We'll stop now.